everyone, I'm Jules Warren, your host, and you are listening to Contrary to Popular Belief. Welcome. Okay, here's my best kept secret. I've been a resident of Las Vegas since 2001. Oh my God, the stories. That's 23 years and I have seen a lot of changes. Many were good, some not so good, and a few uglies. When I arrived, there was no 215 highway, just the 15. All the outskirts areas like Summerlin, Henderson, and Aliante did not exist. And the strip was a whole different vibe. There were no fast food chains and no costume strip walkers doing uh, whatever it is they do. Now it looks like a combination of Times Square in New York and fast food lane from a suburban city street. Not so appealing to us long-term locals. However, I guess it was necessary to feed the tourists Although I'm sure the hotels and casinos were saying, hey, we were feeding them first. They were fine. I gotta say, for Vegas being a small, dusty, sinful city, it had an impressive beginning in the world of sports. Vegas first put itself on the map with its inaugural season of racing at what was called at the time Track Complex that started in 1972 with off-road and drag racing. It expanded to hosting various racing series such as NASCAR, IndyCar, and Champ Car. The complex is now called the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, after going through a few other name changes along the way. In the beginning days, Vegas was also known for its long-term association with pro boxing. It bills itself as the fight capital of the world and as the home to UFC. Not a bad start for a city that was just starting to boom. Since 2017, we added our first major league professional team, the NHL Golden Knights. Hockey was in the desert, our first choice. (laughs) You gotta love it. Following that was WNBA's Aces. The NFL's Raiders, brought in from Oakland, California, were next on the list. Now, the recent approval to bring in the Oakland Athletics baseball team seems to be happening which, by the way, will be this team's fourth relocation. With all of the new teams has brought the expansion of stadiums, the Las Vegas ballpark, home of the Aviators, as we call the A's, has been here for a while, along with the Thomas and Mack Stadium. But in 2016, the new stadium started popping up. T-Mobile, tucked into the strip, became the home of the Golden Knights. In 2020, the Allegiant Stadium, home of the Raiders football team, opened, which sits directly on top of the 15 Highway. And now in the works is the Tropicana Casino, a Vegas landmark for more than six decades, is making room for a $1.5 billion Major League Stadium that will be home to the relocating Oakland Athletics. And let's hope they stay put after move number four seeing that one of our cherished landmarks is being demolished. Just saying. And let's not forget about the sphere, which looks like a planet dropped out of the sky and landed right smack onto the strip. Okay, so what's good, bad, and ugly? I'm saving the ugly for last, which is the newest event I haven't mentioned yet. I think we can all agree that growth is good, it brings jobs, city revenue, and a whole lot of fun. And this country loves sports. So what's the bad? Who is paying for all of this? You got it, the taxpayers. The Oakland Stadium alone will cost we, the taxpayers, $380 million, 
What about the parking? For the Sphere, the Palazzo charges 30 bucks when a show is on, whether or not you're going to the Sphere. The Allegiant Stadium charges $100, bitches! Or you can prepay for event parking at the Mandalay, Delano, or Excalibur. And last but certainly not least, what about the traffic? No discussion needed here. We have all been experiencing for ourselves the insanity of snarled, slow-moving traffic and orange cones everywhere. So my question is this, why do all these huge stadiums and events need to be right on top of the Strip when we have so much open land surrounding us? The Tropicana is only two miles from the airport and a major cross street to enter the Strip, with MGM right on top of it, bringing a lot of traffic themselves to that corner when an event is happening at their stadium. Sounds ugly? It is, but here comes the real ugly. Formula One race. To me, the amount of destruction to the Strip and casino properties, as well as the insane disruption to the locals, is completely out of control. The ripping apart of our Strip was beyond belief. It really upset me to see that. They even removed trees from the Bellagio. The destruction of our streets started in April with the undoing of it all, taking until the end of the year. That's nine months, people, for one race. Over 100,000 people work on the Strip alone who were put through the chaos of snarled traffic and closed streets for that many months. The nerve! Many businesses in the race perimeter lost millions of dollars in revenue due to the roads being closed and blocked. Some of these businesses were the Batista Hole in the Wall, the Horseshoe, the Westin, Ellis Island, and Arco Gas Station, just to name a few. I'm hearing there are some lawsuits going on. I'll get back to you with that information. So are we happy that Vegas has grown into a full-on city with professional sports? Of course. It's the logistics involved that are questionable. Why do massive stadiums and races have to be right on top of the Strip where so many people commute to? Where parking and traffic flow is not sustainable? Smells like corporate greed on steroids to me, y'all. If there was ever a good enough reason for the local folks to let their voices be heard, it would be with Formula One and the large stadium being built on Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard. What a kick in the ass to the hardworking locals who help keep the casinos successful, and every other local for that matter. Seeing that so many new stadiums and events have been placed right on top of us being a daily nightmare, I feel strongly that the Vegas residents should start using their voice. All right, everyone, that's something to think about. Thanks for joining me. Stay well, and I'll see you at the next episode. <music>